Hi everyone, welcome to another week here at Lessons from the Battlefield. I'm Tori. I'm Ben. And if you're new, this is a part of our community here on Substack, uh, School of the Mighty. Every single Friday we release a podcast with some scripture to help you go deeper, but also some questions to help you really dive in and chew on um, the content, whether that is at home with your family alone. And um, we want you just to have deeper intimacy with Jesus and out of that space, lead others to him, right? To experience him and to know him as King, Lord, Savior, friend, and all of those wonderful things. Uh, so we today are going to be talking about something that we don't typically, or Ben and I, at least we didn't grow up with mm -hmm. the concept of this. We didn't really uh, you know, it's it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit make up the Trinity, but the Holy Spirit was kind of forgotten about. It was usually, in my case, the Holy Bible. And today, we're going to be diving into experiencing exhilarating adventures with the Holy Spirit. I think we tend to easily forget that God is not just good, but that he's fun, that he's passionate, that he has um, joy in living life with us. And the Holy Spirit is probably the one out of the the three that um, every single day can be an adventure. And if we look at Jesus and we look at Father God too, his character and nature, we, we see that there's just, they're just big adventurers at heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one, one quick thing too is, again, we do these on Friday. We release these weekly. And if you want to take part in being a paid member of our community, a subscriber, we have different options for you uh or you can also share the substack the community the teaching if it's impacted you in any way or you know there's someone else on your heart that you want to share the content with uh, and then also you can donate subscriptions we do um have this community for you also too to just grow and learn and anything that we have here that we teach that we put out it, we want you to to just take it and chew on it, but also share it with others. That's why we put it together. We want you to to feel equipped and be able to to just really lead others to Jesus in a, in a real life, real tangible ways. So, all right, let's dive in. So, experiencing exhilarating adventures with the Holy Spirit. So, let me. I'm going to set it up. There's a lot of different scriptures, but John 14. I like to read the Amplified Bible a lot because it gives additional notes and context right in the scripture. And that's really neat that that's there. But there's a couple things I want to call out. So John 14, I would recommend reading this whole chapter, or putting it on audio and listening to it a few times. But Jesus talks about um, that anyone who believes in him in John 14, 12 will, will do the things that he does. So in context, he's talking about signs, wonders, miracles, teaching, um, just being able to do the things that he did while he's on earth and that that we as believers, as followers of him, if we've said yes to him, will do even greater things than this in extent and outreach because he went to the Father, right? And what he did, though, was sent us the Holy Spirit. So the next section in, in John 14, it talks about the role of the Spirit in verse 16 is where it starts. And it says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, also known as comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. The spirit of truth, so truth itself, 
whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. So I find this so fascinating. And now after learning how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, not just God and Jesus, right? That they're they're separate, but they're one. Um, there's just so much. <laughs> he, there's He possesses so many unique qualities that uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just such a neat part of being a believer. And the other thing too, I wanted to jump down here in, in chapter 14, but he also talks about um, the, the Holy Spirit's there to, to remind us of the words that Jesus taught to help just bring things to our heart, to our mind, um, to help encourage us. So he's not just there whenever we feel like we need him. He's there constantly. And his one of his main roles is for us to um, be in constant communion with him because he, he points us to Jesus and Father God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, he's the most neglected member of the Trinity, mm-hmm. to be honest. And, and we both grew up in um, very conservative, very religious circles where the Holy Spirit was n- barely ever talked about. Right. And if, if Holy Spirit was brought up at all, it was always in the context of a story the pastor was reading. Yeah. And I never heard a sermon once growing up about cultivating relationship with him. Mm-hmm. I never heard um, that it was even possible, that right. it was needed. Yeah. Um, I certainly never remember ever hearing a sermon where the pastor put emphasis on the fact that Jesus said, I'm sending him to you because he's going to be a better fit for what you need right now than I can be. Yeah. I've never heard that. No. Because Jesus Jesus was there in the physical form. Yeah. And restrained to physical form in terms of like if I lived across the country from where Jesus was at, I wasn't experiencing Jesus. Yeah. Unless I went all the way across the country to find him. Yeah. And Jesus, that's why Jesus told the disciples, like, I'm gonna go to the Father so the comforter can come and be in everyone that believes in me. Right. You can all have a deeper encounter with me than you ever could have. Even if I'm, even though I'm sitting in the room with you, because now I'm going to dwell in you, because the Holy Spirit's going to bring me to everyone who believes. Yeah. And I never heard that taught growing right. up. Right. Yeah. And that 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 was even a thing, let alone the fact that relationship with Holy Spirit is supposed to be exciting. Yeah, and it can be daily. It's, yeah. it's supposed to be one of those things to where it's not just he's an afterthought. Or I mean, we look at Scripture in the Old Testament, and the reality was. God would send his spirit, put his spirit upon people. Like it would rest on people for a set period of time, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't permanent. And I think if you're a believer, we tend to sometimes, I don't know the magnitude of that. When I look at that and I register that if God put his spirit within me, that means that we have access to Father God's heart and mm. thoughts daily. And so the reason why we want to talk about this is because when when Ben and I both started to, I guess, start to dive into this and try to understand it, and then experiencing Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in tangible ways, right. ways that we couldn't explain, seeing signs, wonders, and miracles, having encounters, um, it it started to shift the way in which I saw other people. 
it just related to, to God in general. It just really like opened up, at least personally for me, my eyes to make it, to make me realize that being a believer is, this is just going to sound funny, but it's wonderful. It's fun. There's mm -hmm. so much joy and passion and adventure to be had if we choose it. It's always available. I mean, I think that's the point of this whole um, talk today and yeah. this week is the fact that, that we have forgotten that relationship with God is supposed to be an adventure and it's supposed to be fun. I think what, what we've done as Christians, what, and I, I know I grew up this way, oh, yeah. is that everything is so hyper-serious. Yeah. Not to say that any, everything, anything and everything that Jesus says isn't to be taken seriously. All of it is. Yeah. But we take ourselves in our walk with God so seriously that we forget to have a good time. Yeah. We, we, we forget verses like uh, John 10, 10, when Jesus said that I... I I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Yeah. I, the, the, the ampli you mentioned using the amplified translation, the amplified translation of that verse says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Yeah. See, we, we always take those verses to mean like, you know, in, in heaven, it's going to be life abundantly. Right. Or, um, if it's life abundant now, that means that he's going to bless us and be generous with us. And all those things are true. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think we forget that Jesus, I, I think we forget that all three members of the Trinity are full of joy. Yeah. That right. they're, that they're happy all the time. Yeah. That they're not sitting there brooding in, uh, in this like depressive, serious state. Yeah. All the time. Like right. it, it's because it, we, we tend to make God in our image in terms of how we act. We think right. he acts like us. Right. And we forget the hundreds of verses through the Old and New Testament about the fact that he sings over us, mm -hmm. that he's full of joy, that, mm -hmm. the, you know, that the second fruit of the Spirit listed is joy. Right. That Jesus had a charisma that made little kids run to him. Right. No serious, hyper-serious robot, emotionless robot, right. has that effect on children. It's so true. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, there's a reason why jolly old St. Nick during Christmas time draws kids everywhere yeah. because there's a kindness to his face because he's smiling and laughing yeah. all the time. Yeah. And little kids run to sit on his lap. It said that people did the same, kids did the same thing with Jesus. And, yeah. and it's the same Jesus now that was on the earth 2,000 years ago and I think what we forget to enjoy life with the Holy Spirit and live in that adventure with him. Yeah. And I think to your point, too, is that we tend to, on the flip side, we tend to forget that. We talked about this before with emotional mastery, but we tend to forget that they are Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit are deep feelers. I mean, mm -hmm. there's scripture that talks about not grieving the Holy Spirit because they can be affected and impacted by how we feel, which fascinates me because again, they just know how they're perfect in their emotion all the time. Mm -hmm. Even when Jesus was here, he was a man of many sorrows, but he also had joy it said the for the measure at yeah. the same time it, because he knew. It said yeah. for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Exactly. It was like, we, we forget those, those parts. Mm -hmm. And I think that Jesus and the disciples laughed a lot. Yeah. I really do. I, I think know. Jesus was probably so chill in his personality yeah. and so easily approachable 
that it was that people didn't know what to do with it. Well, you could see that a lot of times. He would say, "Okay, you know, for example, James and John, the Sons of Thunder." He's basically yeah. in so many words, guys, come chill out. He was joking you know? with He's, them. Okay, I'm going to give you this nickname because you guys are so over the top. <laughs> it's not. You know what I mean? And and it wasn't making fun of them, but it was in fun. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? And and um, I, I I just I think we forget that side of the nature of God. And that when we use the cliche, where's your spirit of adventure? We're talking about this, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of adventure. Truly. And, and Christianity has become so watered down in a lot of ways and become an institution. Yeah. That we've forgotten that he's the spirit of adventure. Yeah. That, that every new and exciting thing. The Bible says every good and perfect thing comes from God. That means that everything that's ever excited you in life, everything that's ever made you laugh, or gave you the giggles, or made you feel warm all over, or that, that thrill that you would get of experiencing something new, that all comes from him. Yeah. That doesn't come from human emotion. Right. It stems from him yeah. originally, and then is passed on to us. Right. Every good and perfect thing, every good thing you can remember and experience, yeah. originally starts with him. And we forget that. Yeah. Because we, what we've done is we've like homogenized Holy Spirit yeah. and packaged him. And now church and Christianity is all about what mission are we doing? What ministry are we doing? What's my personal ministry? And what are you doing for the Lord? And what work are you doing? And, and we've forgotten to have fun with him, he, to live life abundantly yes, with, with him. him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, kind of going on to the, what does that mean with the Holy Spirit today, right? His presence today, if that means that he is alive and within us and what does that actually look like, right? If, if, if there's a personal relationship available to each one of us, mm -hmm. I know we'll share some stories and testimonies in a bit, but I love that, you know, in, in scripture and there's analogies that, you know, he's compared to things like the wind and mm -hmm. to water because we know that both exist and they're ever present, but we don't know how they're going to be all of the time. Yeah, they're it, fluid. They're fluid, in, yeah. yeah, and mm -hmm. it's, it's always... Fast. Unpredictable. Yes, exactly. There's an yeah. unpredictability, kind of like, you know, in Chronicles of Narnia with Aslan the lion. He's mm -hmm. good, but he's not safe. Or, and that's yeah. sort of the same thing with the Holy Spirit. He does what he wants. Um, he, he actually, we could talk about that too, but we won't. <laughs> he 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 doesn't want to violate our will in a sense too. But that's why it talks about not grieving the Holy Spirit, but. And that's the funny thing is that, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the time we say we want that. Yeah. But deep down, we really don't. Yeah. That's why we tame, we tame the lion. Yeah. And that's Jesus the is the lion of Judah. Yeah. But in a lot of churches, he's a caged lion. Yeah. It's like, we're, we got to keep him, keep him and everything we know about him under control right. and in a mild setting yeah. so that we can kind of come and go and say good morning and drink our coffee and listen to a couple of worship songs and listen to the three point sermon and go home. And that's, and you know what I mean? And everything we know is about, about the, about God is from Bible scripture we memorized yeah. and that's it. There's no thrill. There's no excitement because right. there's no real intimacy. Yeah. The stuff that makes him dangerous yeah. and exciting. Yeah and revolutionary yeah. is watered down He's, in our in our own hearts and in our minds because yeah. we don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah. We like the predictable. Right. We don't like the unpredictable that, part. Yeah, that's the thing. I think a lot of times that because we don't understand it and it's outside of the box, we try to discount it, say it's counterfeit, say it's not the Lord. Mm -hmm. But really, if you've had a if you've encountered the Lord, I mean think of it the first time you got saved. Maybe you didn't have a crazy experience, but maybe I would argue that you probably did. There was a transformational thought or moment, 
feeling something happen where you made the decision and you had it some sort of encounter. Mm -hmm. And it's not saying that we live on this mountaintop of high emotion all the time. We're not no. suggesting that, but in the way that the Holy Spirit when we give him permission and we surrender, it's it's going to be different, uncomfortable, mm -hmm. outside the box. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Beautiful. So, I, I mean, I'd love for you to, if you would share, can you remember um, one of the first encounters that you had with the Holy Spirit? Or perhaps, you know, when you started to register that, oh gosh, he's real and he knows about me, he knows about other people. And mm -hmm. he wants to tell me about them. Can you remember anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I I remember um, God was really taking me through transformation. Um, and um, there was a long season of my life where, I mean, I due to just hor horrific decisions I made, had to spend quite a bit of time incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And during that season... God was just really just tearing me, really fulfilling Hosea six. I'm going to tear him to pieces that I can bind him back up. He's, he was re, completely reconstructing me and reconstructing my mind and my heart and the way that I thought about him and myself. And I encountered this guy who was really walking with the Lord. Um, and he was being rebuilt also, yeah. obviously, but he was a little bit farther down the journey in terms of encountering the Holy Spirit than me. Yeah. And I had grown, again, like we've shared, I, I had grown up in an in a atmosphere, a very religious culture right. that was void of the power of the Holy Spirit. And so people are getting healed and stuff around this guy. He's praying for people. He's praying for inmates and they're being healed. And I actually, when I first witnessed this stuff, I, I actually got angry mm -hmm. because it threatened my theology. Mm-hmm. I actually was, it was funny because the Holy Spirit's unpredictable, like you said, and we, he does what he wants, when he wants and how he wants. And very similar to David, David goes and fights the giant. David's older, oldest brother in the army gets mad at him. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you mean you're going to go fight the giant? Why don't you go back to tending the sheep? Like it, what it is, is it's like when God does stuff that, it, it, that shakes us violently from our comfort zone, it brings out a, a violent response from us because we're shaken to the core in terms of like, okay, I don't like this. This now demands a response from me. I'm not ready to give. Mm -hmm. And I found myself doing that. Like I got mad at him. I got mad at this guy for praying for people and people being healed. Mm -hmm. Like I was, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it made me uncomfortable. Right. And it, and it needed to happen. It needed to shake me free of the, the religious bindings I'd grew, grown up with. It was a part of the process of God rebuilding my heart. Yeah. You know, like, I want you to see me as I really am, not as you think I am. Yeah. That's been part of your problem. That's why you're here. Yeah. You know, and and uh, so, yeah, it, for me, it was, that was a moment. I'll remember that forever. Um, you know, and I ended up co-ministering with this guy for years after that. And, and still, um, and he's still a close friend of mine years later, but it's, uh, you know, he, Holy Spirit, it started with a bad taste in my mouth. Be, you know, um, be, began an adventure with the Holy Spirit for years to come after that, that mm -hmm. have changed my life forever. Mm -hmm. You know, not to mention the fact that it impacted many. Right. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Then what about you? Um, I would say, for me, there's 
it's interesting because as a kid, I've always been incredibly emotional and a feeler. Mm -hmm. I can sense other people's emotions and project them. And I didn't realize that, you know, you, you hear this and you see this in the world, you see this through, um, there's people that choose professions such as counseling, but on the side of, you know, you see things like psychics and mediums and it's the mm -hmm. side that gets into it's the, it's the counterfeit. It's where the enemy is. And, um, you know, but, but there's also some truth that just, it's just ex part of its exchange for a lie. Right. Which is what Satan does is he's really good at just perverting what is true. Mm -hmm. um, I started to have encounters with, the Lord with Holy Spirit as I was mm -hmm. growing up and not understanding what that was, not realizing that when I was picking up on people's emotions that were going through difficult things that God was trying to show me, Hey, this person needs some love or encouragement or mm -hmm. maybe pray for them or, you know, just, just reach out to them. I didn't get that. And it wasn't until I was in my later twenties were similar to actually you when I, my dad was, when he first got diagnosed with cancer, he sought the Lord in a different way. Like he raised me to, to love Jesus and mm -hmm. he showed me such a good example, but same thing. It was more along the lines of, we didn't really know that we could have an active relationship with Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so and let, me, let me just say this as a disclaimer, a yeah. disclaimer before you continue is both our parents, both of us, our yeah. parents raised us to love Jesus. There's, yeah. there's no complaint there. Mm -mm. And when we talk about growing up in a religious culture, that included them, not because they chose that, but because they didn't know any better. Yeah, we didn't know they did the best they could. They did the best they could with what they knew and didn't know. Yeah. And they, and our, your dad, just like my folks, came into that realization of the depths of intimacy with the Holy Spirit and what was possible yeah. later. Later. And, and for my dad, it took a, a physical yeah. sickness to seek the Lord in a new way. Mm -hmm. And he started contending for healing and it was crazy because he started crying all the time and <laughs> listening to all these healing scriptures and i was like you annoyed frustrated it rocked my theology mm. i was wondering why he was having these encounters with god and i wasn't there was jealousy there was just all this yucky stuff that i knew that god was trying to get me get my attention and show me like, i love you and you got to surrender and let and realize that you can have this kind of a relationship with me too. It's mm -hmm. not, and it, it, I had to let go of everything I thought I knew and unlearn a lot and relearn. Um, but what was amazing is same, same thing. One of the first things I'll remember about saying, okay, God, um, show me, I'm going to look at the word, but I'm also going to say, speak, teach me, show me. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeking out a supernatural school of ministry um, in Texas and going, and I had been praying and thinking through some career shifts and God sent within a span of a year, maybe nine months, six different people to me mm -hmm. to tell me that I needed to be writing a book. And mm -hmm. I got mad again at God because I didn't understand how they could hear from him. It was just... And it wasn't what you wanted to hear. And it wasn't what I wanted like, to hear. Like, that's not my wheelhouse. No, I'm not doing that. No, and I yeah. never felt comfortable writing. But anyways, it was just so awesome, though, at the same time because it rocked me and made me realize that God really is God. He really is in control. Mm -hmm. And it's up to me to to 
to truly seek that and then to say, okay, I don't have to know everything. I can just walk in obedience mm -hmm. and choose joy with him. So that's kind of some of the, some of the beginning parts. And, um, I mean, not to mention, it's funny because we, and everybody knows these Bible stories, but I mean, the, the, the new Testament, especially, but the old Testament too, is full of them. It's like people live a certain life, then they encounter the spirit of God and then their life turns into an adventure yeah. after for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Moses had his own crazy adventures pre-experiencing God. Then when yeah. he experiences the burning bush when he's eighty, yeah, it's a roller coaster for the rest of the, for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, uh, Paul's the same way. Yeah, gets massively converted, and then when the Lord trains him up and lets him loose, it's like, well, here we go. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's nonstop, mm -hmm. and the Lord wants us to have that excitement and exhilaration. That's what he designed life to be with yeah. him. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to live life with a God that's incomprehensible and unpredictable yeah. and not be exciting. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's a really good temperature gauge for your, our own lives. Yeah. It's like, if, if I haven't been thrilled by anything in the spirit, if I haven't been thrilled by anything in my life, walking, around, walking, walking through life with him, in the last few years or something like that, I need to reevaluate my connection with him. Yeah. Because maybe I'm not following him right. as closely as I ought. Right. Or maybe I'm not hearing him. Yeah. Or maybe he's directing some things and I'm ignoring it. Like like you said with your book, like, which by the way, you ended up writing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, the, <laughs> the you know, the, maybe there's things that he told me, I want you to do this or come with me this way. And I didn't want to, and so I ignored it. And now I'm wondering why I'm not hearing from him. Right. And it's like, well, go back to the last thing he said to you. Yeah. What was the last thing he said to you? You know. Totally. Um, it's supposed to be exciting. Yeah. In that way. And I and I think so. I mean, we could share so many personal stories because we both actually physically experienced physical healing multiple times, also mm -hmm. emotional, also deliverance, but it was all, again, Holy Spirit was invited in and he, he did what he does best and <laughs> it rocked our theology. Mm -hmm. It anyways, but we'd love to, before we jump today too, is, is share some practical tips for beginning to, to cultivate this relationship and for connection and what that can look like in the day to day. Cause when Jesus at the end, before he leaves the earth, he's, you know, and he gives us the great commission, he says basic things like heal the sick, cast out demons. Mm -hmm. And we do that empowered through the Holy spirit. And sometimes we tend to really, I know personally, like we can tend to really overcomplicate it oh, we do. or feel like it has to be in a church setting for it to count. Well, we're waiting for a burning bush moment. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And I think a lot of the time it's like, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that love Jesus and they're waiting for a sign from God to give them direction on where they're supposed to go in their lives. And it may not even have anything to do with like, God, what job do you want me to work or what ministry do you want me to pursue? It may just be like, what do you want me to do in terms of what is my walk with you supposed to look like right now? Because I don't have a clue. And it's like, go back to what he said. Mm -hmm. Heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. If you're going to go get a coffee today, look for someone to pray for. Yeah. Right. If you're going to, you know what I mean? If you're going through a drive-thru, bless the person in line in the drive-thru yeah. behind you. Yeah. Do, find reasons to do what the Great Commission said to do. Yes. Start there. Yeah. He'll give you direction from there. Yeah. But those are the default commands for every believer. If you don't know specifically what you're supposed to be doing, go do that because you know that applies to you. Right. Love right. people that need help. 
Yeah. Love people that love on people that are hurting. Yeah. Um, is there somebody in your church that's financially hurting? Do you have the means to help? Or on Send your them street in your neighborhood. Twenty bucks yeah. goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like we know the things we're supposed to do. We just we use the excuse that we're waiting for God to show us. Right. And really, what it is is it's we just we're just lazy. Yeah. Or complacent. Yeah. And we're but we're really saying when we say we're waiting on the Holy Spirit to direct us is we're, we're waiting for him to command us to do it. Right. So I can make sure I'm not out of line with obedience. Yeah. Or, 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 or we're just so lazy where I'm not going to do it until you yeah. tell me to do it. And I've like been it's, there. it's one of those I've things totally we, we all have. Yeah. And, and it, you know, and, and I mean, you and I have gotten into the car before and looked for people to bless running errands. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to the grocery store. God highlights somebody you want us to pray for in here. Yeah. Or, um, like I've shared before in some of the School of the Mighty curriculum, it's like we, we went to the grocery store once, got in the car, filled our car with groceries, and as we're getting ready to pull away, there's a homeless man laying in the grass in the back of the parking lot that has nothing. Yeah. And I was immediately convicted. It's like I just filled my car yeah. with stuff. Yeah. And that right. guy has nothing. Right. So it's like I'm, I got back out of the car and handed him everything in my wallet. Here. Yeah. Right. The Lord loves you. He wants you to know you're not alone. I made sure I told him that. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's like it took 30 seconds. We yeah. know how to bless people. Yeah. It's just a matter of, are you willing to do it? Right. And if you're willing to do that on a regular basis, adventure starts there. Right. Because you never know what's going to take you, who you're going to encounter, or what God's going to do with that. Yeah, because you know? I think that we want to encourage you too in this, if because you probably have heard teachings or see people who maybe are a part of a movement or a ministry that, you know, get what we call, they operate in the gifts of the spirit they're, and they're, they're hearing from the Lord and they're getting pictures or dreams mm -hmm. or hearing words or impressions or sensing emotions or physical sensations to pray for someone's healing. Um, but that can come with time that takes cultivation. That mm -hmm. takes, it's, it sounds funny, but it's like practice. That just takes really all it is though is spending time in his presence and it's actually just us surrendering and relaxing and not trying to push for those things mm -hmm. it's seeking i want to know you and i want to love you and i want you to love me let's go love on people together and mm -hmm. then when you do that with intention with consistency he just starts to show up i mean i i remember that you know there's been times where i've never felt holy spirit say okay, there's a person in red with a black hat, mm -hmm. um, go give them $5. But if I see someone who's struggling, I just know that. Yeah. I don't need a prophetic yeah, word to I know I need to yeah, help someone. Yeah. But you can also you know? have that with him. And so we're just trying to say it's both and it's they're both. Yeah. And that's how you can begin to cultivate is sit, literally just allow yourself to sit with the Lord. I think one of the biggest tips that I ever got that really helped me start to actually have deeper intimacy with the Lord was, and I, this is hard for me to do, but it's actually just remove all noise and distraction. Don't try to even just sit there and read scripture. Just wait on him. See if he gives you a song or a scripture mm -hmm. or just says, I love you. you. You just don't know. And I think that that can be unnerving, but also it, it allows your heart and your mind to be open to anything he wants to say. Or do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for so. sure. I mean, it's, it's simple steps to start start with. I mean, yeah. you know, even in just like you just said, in communicating with with the Lord, you're spending some time alone with Him, even if you're not even sure how to do that. Yeah. Well, you spend time in prayer, talking to Him about what's on your heart, 
and then you spend time waiting on his response. Yeah. A lot, most believers don't know how to do that. Yeah. They're, like you said, it's unnerving to just sit there. Yeah. Or their mind starts to wander within a few minutes. Yeah. And it's like, you know what, just, it's okay to let your mind wander. Sometimes yeah. he wants it to wander because there's things he wants to show you. Yeah, and he's Or okay remind you that. of, or he's trying to bring a person to your back to your memory or, yeah. or whatever, and he's okay with that. He made people, he knows how they think. Yeah. You know, he's not stunned by that. Yeah. Uh, or offended no. by that. But it even just starts there. It's a dialogue. Yeah. Don't just talk and then not... You don't want to hear what he has to say back. And then you tell people, well, I haven't heard from the Lord. Well, right. Have you listened to him? Right. You know? And and then as you do that and as you begin to step out, just remind yourself to take the pressure off, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you do start to, maybe you, you, you think you hear something and you, there's a person you're looking for or, you know, and you miss them or you feel like the Holy Spirit said, go talk to this person mm -hmm. and you don't do it. Don't. Don't get in that place of shame and guilt and condemnation. I know I've done that. Romans 8 talks about there's no condemnation in Jesus. I just think it's our willingness to say yes because he has so much fun and delight in that. Mm -hmm. And so just be encouraged because it, what's one more thing before we go is that when you do love on someone, whether you felt the Holy Spirit say or do or give you an impression for them or not, watch how they respond. Yeah. Just I think today in the world, people are so in need and don't feel seen or loved or known or encouraged and just going out of your way to just smile and even just sometimes say hi mm -hmm. to someone can shift that person's life you don't know right yeah jesus been spent far more of his time loving people yeah. individually than he ever did preaching sermons totally people don't need to hear you preach a sermon at them they need to know you care yeah and that that's that's where the journey begins yeah. just that yeah you know I mean, modern day mighty men. They, what does this have to do with with modern with my, modern day mighty men? Well, they modern day mighty men, they embrace the exhilarating adventures offered by the Holy Spirit. They, by recognizing His diverse nature and actively seeking Him, they experience the joy and surprises that God can bring. Yeah, and um, you know, sharing your testimony, connecting with Him. In daily life, it cultivates a rewarding and fun journey. That's at least yeah. it's supposed to. Yeah. You know, um, I remember growing up in church and thinking, man, this is boring. Yeah. Because the <laughs> people around me showed me that Christianity was boring. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know what I mean? The world needs to see that it's exciting yeah. because it is. It is. They don't need to see the, the, yeah. the, the, you know, the packaged dull version from people who don't know how to connect with Jesus. Right. You know? So our challenge from talking about all this today is just, you know, fully surrender to the Holy Spirit. Embrace the exhilarating adventures he has in store for yeah. you because he does have those in store. And share your testimony. Seek his guidance. Step into his transformative power. Um, you're a modern-day mighty man. You're a modern-day mighty woman. And you can experience the boundless joy and the endless adventures that come from a life filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we just encourage you to look for those opportunities today. Yeah. Um, we challenge you to do that and, and to let that excitement in him spread to the people around you. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'll make, I just want to make a quick recommendation. If you guys have never, I'm not sure if we've mentioned these before, but either way, um, two books that are incredible for this, that really dive into this, that really anyone could and should read, but they're by Christian authors, Wild at Heart. Mm -hmm. by, by John Eldridge. By John Eldridge. And 
uh, captivating by his wife, Stacy Stacy or Stacy, however you say it. Yeah, yeah Stacy Eldridge. Eldridge. Mm-hmm. And both of those are deeply entrenched with adventure and mm-hmm. it helps us realize like this is what it means to be a man and or a woman but also what that looks like with god it's yeah. like our nature it's our part of our our dna so all right hope you have a good week ahead and we'll see you next week take care bye bye